Is it possible for the Live Tour and the PGA Tour to coexist with one another in the world of golf? Stay tuned to this episode and listen to Nick and I as we discuss our ideas, our thoughts on if this can happen, and if so, how can that happen on the latest episode of the Go Forth and Golf podcast. Welcome to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast, where you can listen to everything related to the game of golf. Golf tips to help you improve your golf game, entertaining interviews, discussions about the latest in golf equipment, and so much more. Now, here is your host, PGA professional, Steve Goforth. Nick, what's going on, man? How are you? What's going on? Ah, I don't know it. Here to talk a little bit about the uh, Live Tour and PGA Tour, and you know, you and I have been talking about this for a while, and just sitting around having conversation is how in the world can these two tours coexist? Can they coexist? And you were like, you know what? Let's talk about it on the podcast, which I think is a fabulous idea, and that's kind of what we're doing today. So I'm going to let you start it out. I want you to talk about your ideas. And, you know, how do you think this thing can coexist? Can it coexist? I have my doubts. I don't. Part of me thinks, yeah, you know, eventually time will heal all wounds, and, and these two tours will come together and work together. But then the other side of me says, it ain't happening. Um, yeah, I kind of feel the same way as well. Uh, the biggest issue right now is the division between the two. Um, PGA really coming in strong and firm against the tour and anybody who sides towards live they need to like you said set aside their differences focus on being able to grow the game in a positive way live is doing some pretty cool things over there with the formats and everything and obviously the money is the biggest talking point when it comes to live but there's a lot of things that live needs to do in order for them to establish, you know, a future history tradition like the PGA Tour has. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that. And, and, and leading into this, you know, I think it's uh, important to make the point that Greg Norman reached out to the PGA Tour. He reached out to Monaghan and said, hey, this is what we're doing. We're getting ready to start this tour. We'd like to be partnered with you guys. We'd like to be involved with you guys. But got the cold shoulder from Monaghan. Monaghan wanted to have absolutely nothing to do with it. And quite frankly, kind of ticked Norman off. He's like, okay, fine. We're going forward with this with or without you. So I think it kind of started on a bad note. Should Monaghan have held his ground the way he has? Or should he have been more receptive to it? I don't think Monaghan was taking it very serious in the beginning. He thought, eh, these guys are nothing. They can't touch us. There's no way they're going to be any credible league in any way, shape, or form. I'm not giving them the time of day. And then it's backfired on him. Yeah, I think so, too, just because um, Greg's already tried to do something like this in the past. Uh, obviously, it didn't take off as well. But now he's got the right people in place. Again, the big question when it comes to live golf and why this has been a, such a controversial thing going on. I think it has something to do with, you know, they can't be touched. 
Um, the PGA Tour can't be touched. Right. Yeah. yeah. They didn't think anybody else could come in and, and, you know, compete on the same level as them. And I don't think Liv's there yet. They've definitely drawn the attention to the golf world and PGA Tour. That's why they're reacting the way they are. But like I said, for them to last and be competitive, and they don't have to be necessarily competitive. I mean, obviously they're they're going to be, but somewhat kind of come to a, an agreement, I guess. Mm-hmm. We do our own thing. Basically, I think it really needs to start with having the golfers being as independent as possible. Yeah, and you bring up an interesting point on that. You've talked about that with me is that, you know, and, and it is true. I mean, golfers are, in a sense, independent contractors, right? And they've had the ability to go to other tours to make a living, and the PGA has allowed that smaller tours that don't mm-hmm. pay quite as much. And, you know, clearly in this situation, they're denying that. I, I think what's happening here with the lawsuits going into place and the PGA players uh, suing the PGA Tour or former PGA Tour players like Mickelson, like DeChambeau, having these lawsuits out there, that's not helping matters. If this, if the, If these two entities are going to coexist with one another they've got to drop all the lawsuits that's got to go out the window and that may take some time it's already in full motion that could be a year that could be a year process but until then they're not going to talk they can't talk they're, they're limited on what they're allowed to say about each other right now because the, these lawsuits are pending or in place so that's got to go away first and foremost right right another thing is uh just the bad mouthing in general yeah um, from the board of the PGA, from, well, I haven't really heard too much bashing from Greg Norman or the people over at Live. I think they've been taking, you know, a lot of the insults and trash talking. And they've, they've, they've done a few things, I guess, but the players as well. I think the players is where you're seeing this. A lot of the PGA tours that players like uh, Rory, like, Thomas, the guys that are going to stay loyal and never leave, being very salty about it. And, you know, they're saying that they respect the decision of this people leaving, but they have an issue with it. Mm-hmm. And they just need to, again, I don't know, it's, it's, it's something, it's a topic that everybody's interested in, everybody's going to shine the light on because it's gossip, it's, it's juicy, it's what gets people talking about golf. But it can be kind of negative in that way, and I think the players are really starting to get irritated with that. Well, tell me some uh, some ideas that you have. Tell me your opinion on this. I mean, you've got some theories. You've got some ideas of how this could work, or, or there's also a scenario you throw out to where they may need to be completely separate. Yeah. Uh, the, the biggest thing is I guess we can try to explain this as best we can, um, but I kind of see it something like wrestling professional professional wrestling yeah if, if you listen to a past podcast and we talked about live tour we referenced how the wwe if you're not familiar with them uh, put on a show out over in saudi arabia they kind of formed that bond with the saudis and so wwe has been you know heavily involved in the uh saudi arabia entertainment industry to explain this wwe has always been a huge like the monopoly of professional wrestling. If you're not familiar with them, look them up. For years, all of a sudden, Tony Khan, 
father, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, comes along and creates a new company called AEW All Elite Wrestling. Now, the reason we're bringing this into a, into the conversation is... It's a competitor. It's a competitor. The same way Liv has come in and formed this entity to rival the PGA Tour, it's giving these players another option. In professional wrestling, wrestlers had no option but to wrestle for WWE. For WWE, They could not go anywhere else. They could go to like a smaller federation, like a PGA Tour player could go to a smaller tour. They could earn money that way, but they had no ability to earn big money dollars. And then they're they were suppressed into doing what they were forced to do and play the game that WWE wanted them to play in order to make a living, which I mean, is the same way the PGA Tour players have had to do with the PGA Tour. Yeah, it's 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 the pinnacle of wrestling. Correct. Going to WWE, same thing with PGA Tour. Yeah. It's a, it's a dream of these players or wrestlers mm-hmm. to make it. And with AEW being another outlet, it's just another opportunity for a player to grow that may not be able to stand out as much in the PGA Tour mm-hmm. just because there's so many people and it's so hard already to compete and win a tournament having another league and having an ability and a higher chance at winning or standing out is amazing. Absolutely. And, and, and we've seen that with these performers in professional wrestling, they're able to go over to a company like AEW, establish themselves as a credible wrestler, wrestler, entertainer, mm-hmm. yeah. catch the eyeballs of a lot of wrestling fans out there and the big leagues, which we'll call WWE. And I agree with that point. It could be a golfer that can't make it on the PGA Tour, can go to live, establish himself as a, as a superb golfer there, and then the PGA Tour say, hey, we like you. We want to offer you a contract to come over mm-hmm. to our company, to our tour, and compete. Whereas they might not have had that option right? if, and they, they, if the live tour didn't exist. They've got the smaller leagues again, so they yeah. grow there, but yeah. not a lot of people are going to be watching that. They, they right. don't get noticed until they're on the PGA Tour. Right. People are watching the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. They're watching the majors, obviously, and you're watching their second-tier tournaments, kind of like the players. Mm-hmm. Those are where they're going to stand out. If they can't make a name for themselves there, they're just going to be at the bottom. You may recognize the name, but don't ever think they're going to do anything mm-hmm. because you have all these superstars, you want to call them, like Rory, like Thomas, mm-hmm. like Spieth, and obviously the guys that went over to live. Mm-hmm. You can have those things. You can have those superstars on both sides, but be able to grow even more players and, like I said, create them independently, create contracts. Mm-hmm. Once that contract's up, renegotiate. If they don't like it and PGA Tour or Live is offering something, they have the ability to go over there. Adds more excitement. More people probably to tune in to see what that live player is going to do over yeah. in the PGA Tour or the PGA Tour player mm-hmm. in the live. But what that needs to do is separate them completely. Yeah, and that's your theory there. They're one of your theories is completely separate them, like we're talking about with WWE, AEW, complete two completely separate companies. One performer not happy at one could be offered a contract in another there's a there's basically just an option there 
there's the ability to grow as an individual, as a performer, as an athlete, give yourself options to go either way, offer contracts, offer incentives to go one place or another. I think that's huge. But to your point of, okay, one of your points, keeping them separate, it would almost have to be that way in order for that scenario to play out, mm-hmm. in order for them to establish themselves to gain the attention of the other. You can't have them interacting with one. You can't have live players going over and playing in PGA Tour events basically like it is now, as we know. Tell me why you think that would work. Why do you think keeping them separate would be a good idea? It It's only going to make live create tradition and yeah. their own majors, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I think they can be credible until they do that. They need to do that. The problem right now is it's, I think what's drawing people in is because there's so many big name players over there. It's a different style of golf, which is what we need. Mm-hmm. Again, it's only going to grow. That's what they can do over there, but they have to create consistency, create tradition, create consistency. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Do something similar as far as structure, like the PGA Tour, have your smaller events, your second tiered events, and your major events. Uh, because that's only going to want to make people tune in to watch it. Everybody wants to tune in for the Masters, all the majors, because it's a major. And I would, I, I really, the big thing that I don't like about them being separate is seeing those guys over and live go compete in those majors. I always enjoy it. I, I really like Dustin Johnson. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of bad that you can't see him. If this were to be the case, go see him play at the Masters again. Yeah. Go see him play um, any other event. But mainly, obviously, the Masters is always the one of the top majors that everybody wants to see. But I, I think it's only going to create more buzz and more excitement when you've got two thriving tours mm-hmm. that are doing it doing their own thing now this this won't happen it's got to take time they've got to grow that that tradition and that history mm-hmm. um, but once that's established and you have those those grounds then once i think both tours realize that it's doing a positive thing and can maybe you know come together somewhat and then that's when you could possibly even talk about doing tournaments against each other yeah well see think about it in my opinion i think banning players like johnson like kepka like bryson just to name a few from the majors i don't think is good for the sport when the majors are your is your opportunity to see the best players in the world competing against one another right and so that's the problem i have with being banned from majors they've been exempt because maybe they're past winners maybe it's a sponsor exempt whatever the case may be I see your point to that. Don't disagree with that, but it's just that you're. I think you're tremendously hurting your majors by not having these guys compete in them because they are considered the best players in the world, and we're not getting that. Right. You know that's the that's the issue I have with it. Well, then it also comes down to the the world ranking points. Yes, um, which they need to establish, obviously. Right. Live. I think they need to be a part of those point systems. Yeah. Have one conjoint point system and i mean i think it could probably still work out with you know maybe revolving the majors as a center point for the best of the best 
have some kind of qualifying point system leading up to each major. Obviously, you get exempt from any, you know, wins in the past or, you know, finishing with, you know, some, some I guess, level of points to help you there. Maybe that could be a center point for them to come together and still compete against each other, but stay separate. Well, it could be that the courts settle all this for us. You know, the, the courts may say, look, uh, PGA Tour, Live, whoever it may be, you're going to win this case, and that's going to force them to resolve their issues. No. You know, it may not. I'm in favor of them just dropping all that crap, right? Because it's not helping anybody except the lawyers in this situation. And just try to find a way to coexist with one another. And or maybe just say, you know what, we're never gonna coexist. Okay? You're gonna we're gonna be PG tour, you're gonna be live tour, we're gonna do our own thing, and that's just the way it's gonna be. And down the road, years down the road, if we decide that we want to come together and we want to have like a Ryder Cup style event, fantastic. That would be a huge draw and that would be a fantasy for every golf fan out there. It's just it's basically like what they did with the Capital One tournaments with with Tiger and yeah. and Mickelson. Mm-hmm. You never see these two guys go at it one on one. Obviously playing for big money, but just adding that level of excitement. That's again, it's something that has to be built. It's got to be. Yeah. It takes time for something, at least my scenario, to work. Now there's there's things I don't like about my scenario, which is not seeing those guys compete. Yeah in some of those PGA events because they've already established history, mm-hmm. tradition over there on the PGA Tour. And you only want your favorite players to be a part of it. Now that's something you kind of have to sacrifice in order for them to continue to grow, live. Continue to grow another avenue for players in the game of golf. Doing the bull dance, feeling the flow, working it, working it. If you want to take control of your health and feel so much better, I encourage you to check out Pure on Main. They have two locations on Main Street in downtown Greenville across from the Hyatt and another location on Cannon Street in beautiful downtown Greer. Pure on Main provides you with essential services and products allowing you to live a healthier, more fulfilling life. Pure on Main is one of the most exclusive and unique health and wellness centers in the upstate. They've been nominated as one of Greenville's best wellness centers for five consecutive years. Do you want to improve your endurance, increase your mobility in your golf swing, or get rid of joint pains? I can assure you Betsy and her staff are passionate about helping you improve your life. They have stores filled with beneficial items for your body and your soul. They also provide services such as colon hydrotherapy, massage therapy, ionic foot detox, and wellness consulting. Pure on Main is dedicated to helping and serving their community. Please give them a call and let them recommend top-of-the-line products that are results-driven. I get all of my wellness supplements from them, and I feel amazing. Visit their website at pureonmain.com. Again, that's pureonmain.com, where you can purchase their phenomenal products, or you can visit their downtown locations in Greenville and Greer. So what are you waiting for? Start living healthier and pure with the help of Pure On Main. You won't regret it. I can remember... Uh, in baseball, I mean, clearly the National League and American League have always been under the MLB umbrella. But during the season, a National League team would never play an American League team. And you didn't get to see that until the World Series. 
and it made the World Series so cool because it was like you you're seeing two teams play each other that you may never see play again for years mm-hmm. against each other. And I feel like interleague play really hurt baseball, in my opinion, because there's nothing special about the Red Sox and the Braves playing each other in the World Series if we ever saw that because they played during the regular season. Right. And so, in a sense, if you're allowing live players to go over to the PGA Tour and play or vice versa, you know, you're not getting that spectacular event that you could possibly have at the end of the year when they all come together in some type of world golf championship to see who's the best golfer of the world. Mm-hmm. I think eventually that's where it could go if these two tours stay separate like you're talking about. Yeah. How cool would that be, though? Yeah. I mean, again, the, the potential is there. Yeah. Potential of when you when you separate the two, it's, they're forced to create their own path. Right. Obviously, PGA Tours made their path. They can only continue to, to grow and help the players and draw in more people with the experience that they've been doing for years but also again have live doing their own path mm-hmm. doing their own thing creating tradition creating history it's it's only going to help later on down the road we don't see it now because it's just something that's just started there's a lot of con- controversy around it most of the players that are going over there are just doing it for money right now and obvious obviously i think most people would mm-hmm. um yeah. but the, the potential down the road is 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 so cool to be able to just come up with these fantasy mm-hmm. type events and and establish who's the best league who's the best player and what league are they in yeah and i think that's what it comes down to as a player and that's what this is that's what we got to take a step back and look at. Okay, what's best for the players? And I have to say that I feel it's best when the player has options. Now, I know that there's a lot of people out there that don't agree with this option of live. They don't agree with how the, the tour is being funded. We get that. I understand that. And part of me feels the same exact way. But the point is we are giving these players an option, another avenue to play the sport they love and make a healthy living doing it just like we see these other players doing all these other professional sports and enjoying it at the same time yes enjoying it at the same time i found a a quote from phil mickelson i wanted to share i thought it was pretty interesting phil says i think that the world of professional golf has a need for that old historical history of golf product that the pga tour provides I think that Live provides a really cool, updated feel that is attracting a lot of young crowd, a lot of the younger crowd, and that's a great point. And when I read that, I was like, you know what? Yeah, I mean, he he's right. The PGA Tour is not going anywhere, and it shouldn't go anywhere, right? It's here to stay. It's never going anywhere. It is by far the best tour in the world. Always has been. Always will be, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And, but on the other hand, if we have Liv creating that excitement, creating that feel that he's talking about, all right, it's attracting younger golfers into this industry uh, as a fan or as a player, Mm -hmm. I think that's good too. Yeah. Right. So obviously Phil wants to see the two sides come together and work something out. He feels optimistic that can happen. I don't see that happening. 
anytime soon, especially with a lawsuit out there like I mentioned earlier. But anyway, I, I just thought he made a great point there. Yes, I think that let's go back to the WWE AEW scenario. You know, WWE's history, AEW's exciting. They're doing new stuff. They're the crowds are into it differently. They're they're creating different scenarios, different storylines, different matches, different types of professional wrestler entertainers. You know, it's attracting a different crowd, right? It gets people talking. It's creating it's putting professional wrestling on a completely new level. Bringing in new people, possibly. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's catching the eyeballs of so many people throughout the world now. And it's creating a gigantic buzz throughout this country Mm -hmm. and and so many others. And so that does not happen unless competition is established. And in that case, it was with All Elite Wrestling. In this case here, Live is something new, something fresh, something different. Not only is it doing something for the players from a uh, monetary standpoint, but it's also making the PGA Tour look at things and say, hey, maybe we need to change. Maybe we need to do something different, mm-hmm. which they have started doing. It, it forced them to it do forced that. Them, yeah, you're exactly right. It, it not only does that, it, it bring again, it's going to create more players, mm-hmm. bringing in more people, bringing in people to play the sport want to compete on a competitive level Mm -hmm. and so with that you're never going to really fizzle out as far as golfers Mm -hmm. and bringing in new talent you're only going to bring in more with two leagues Mm -hmm. no you're 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 exactly right let's go back to what we talked about earlier contract for players Mm -hmm. i think that's a great idea i think that okay in order for the PGA Tour to retain their pl- their players, we'll offer you a contract, and on that in that contract, we're guaranteeing you X amount of dollars to play on our tour, but you have to play for X amount of years. And when that contract's up, essentially you're a free agent, and you can go play wherever you want, or you can resign and stay with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a fantastic way of going about it. I know there's sort of contracts in place now, or mm-hmm. agreements in place right now, but... I think defining that a little bit more and offering more incentives with those contracts. Kind of like football and basketball. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Although those those guys will end up having to be a free agent. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's a situation where both sides are just going to have to agree to disagree. Yeah. You know, when you agree to disagree, let's move on and let's see how this develops let's see how live establishes themselves I mean, clearly they're creating another uh, a bigger schedule for next year will they create those majors you're talking about who knows we'll see i think it's important they need consistency though that's yeah. the that's the most important thing when it comes to establishing yourself mm-hmm. and the future of it they have to establish consistency early have a plan obviously that changes but the base of that does not change Mm -hmm. and that's important for the longevity of that league Mm -hmm. well you know the other argument here is uh, like you said earlier the owgr the official world golf rankings you know as everyone knows uh, live tried to establish that with the mina tour uh, establishing a schedule there that really wasn't uh, an official schedule, but uh, an attempt to use the MENA Tour to uh, obtain OWGR points for their players. And that didn't work for them. 
But if the current system stays in place where players have to, in order for players to be in any world ranking, Lib has to establish that. If they don't, this is all a mute point. Mm-hmm. They're just going to be some novelty league over here that people are eventually are going to forget about because the OWGR is what people look at to give credibility to players yeah. because of points that they're earning. Exactly. That's what establishes the best of that's like the AP poll in college football. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's in just like the college football rankings. It just glorified golf without it. It's just like yeah. me and you going out playing for a couple million dollars. That's right. Even that'd be nice. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but yeah, no, they, they've got to do that. How they're going to do that. I don't know. Will they do that? I don't know, but it's an absolute essential. Yeah. So to put a bow on this, can they coexist? We don't know. Obviously, we're sitting here theorizing some things that could happen, uh, you know, allowing players to play on both tours and uh, agreeing to disagree and learning how to be a cohesive unit with one another, allowing players to play in majors that are on the live tour, or uh, like you're talking about, live just be completely separate from PGA Tour, establish their own majors, develop that consistency that you're talking about. Uh, and still coexist with one another. So they can coexist separately or they could coexist as a partnership. Obviously, I think everything's leaning towards coexisting separately mm-hmm. and doing their own things. And if somehow, some way down the road, they can come together and have this super event where both players compete against each other, hey, that's a bonus for us as golf fans, right? Uh, so time will tell. But, you know, we just wanted to talk about this subject. We are curious to know your opinion on it. Please reach out to us. Feel free to send your opinions. Email me at sgoforth at pga.com. Reach out on Twitter at goforthgolf. Or you can also send a message, DM us at goforthgolf on Facebook as well. But we'd love to hear your opinion about this. Can they coexist? If they can coexist, what's your opinion on this? How do you think it could happen? Or do you think they should be completely separate, coexist in their own worlds, and then see what happens from there? Again, would love to hear your opinions on it. Nick, as always, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on and uh, look forward to talking about other topics. We, we're going to talk about some really cool stuff coming down the road. You've got some really good ideas about um, some things I think the listeners would enjoy hearing. One of those was how to get an affordable set of golf clubs in your bag. Mm-hmm. How do you go about doing that? So I think that would be a wonderful topic that we can touch on here in the near future. Yeah, we'll have to definitely dive into that one. Um, come up with, try to keep, I guess, stay away from a timestamp, but be able to give you the information to make it easier yeah. to find. And, you know, somebody's just coming into the game mm-hmm. or is trying to build a newer set without breaking the bank. Mm-hmm. There's a couple things we're going to try to cover um, next time and uh, hopefully give you some some good ideas and some, some avenues to, to start looking at. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. But it's always a pleasure coming on. Absolutely. Pleasure to have you. Oh, yeah! Woo-hoo! <laughs> you got to love that! Woo-hoo! You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Congratulations on completing another episode of the Go Forth and Golf podcast. I sincerely thank you for listening on whatever platform you may be doing it on, whether it's Apple, whether it's your Android, whether it's Amazon Music, 
whether it's Odyssey or maybe it's Spotify or the many other platforms you can listen to this podcast on. Thank you so much. What's cool about the Amazon platform is if you are Alexa enabled, maybe it's throughout your house, you can say, Alexa, play the Go Forth and Golf podcast and she will dial it up for you. Really, really cool. Just check that out. Please feel free to go out there and, and give me a good rating if you feel like I deserve it. So whatever platform you're on, if it allows you to rate this podcast, a five-star rating is tremendously appreciated. It helps me move up those rankings and puts me in front of more people and gets more people listening to the podcast. Or just word of mouth helps more than you could possibly imagine. Just going out and tell people you know that loves the game as much as we do to tune in. I really, really appreciate that. All you listeners out there that listen every episode, thank you so very much for your loyalty, your dedication. I greatly appreciate it. Remember, the whole reason why I do this is to inspire you, to entertain you, to educate you about the game, just helping you become better and enjoying not only the game of golf more, but the game of life more. So again, thank you so very much. Be on the lookout for the next episode. Remember, we drop this podcast the first and the third Wednesday of every month. Got some really cool topics coming your way again. I'll be doing more tips. And of course, Nick and I will be doing more discussions about the game of golf. Until the next episode, keep hitting those drives long and straight. Keep hitting those greens in regulation. Keep draining more putts. And most of all, keep having a good time. Again, please don't lose sight of That's why we're here. That's why we do it. Get out there and have a fantastic time. Don't forget to do something nice for somebody today. It's going to make you feel absolutely amazing. And remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game. You've been listening to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to receive alerts on new episodes. For more information, please follow us on social media at Go Forth Golf Instruction or visit our website at GoForthGolfInstruction.com. Remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game.